Wow! I feel the goo. I know the devil now. I feel the goo. I knew that I would now. So, so much, much goo. goo. So, so much goo. goo. I, I got, got a you. you. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, guys? <laughs> I'm here with uh, the fish oh. man himself, <laughs> Farfa. Oh, Joel's in the chat, boys. A little Joel's in the chat. Uh, Joel Fass. Joel Pride. Joel, 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 Joel. If you guys don't know, um, this is the one and only. We have uh, we have Farfa here. Dude, I'm actually really excited to uh, have you on this episode of the GooCast. We have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. I see the lines. I see the lines. Oh, no, shit. brother. <laughs> I saw it. No, brother. I've I'm a I'm a Farfa fan, so I've watched your streams, bro. I, I'm I a Farfa fan too. <laughs> sometimes, literally... sometimes you see the lines, <laughs> brother. When Farfa was yeah. leaving the, when he was doing the sabaton and he was leaving the call, I was joining right after. Now it's my stream. It's my <laughs> and everyone was crying. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I never see what happens after those things. Like I don't go bad. back and check. Like don't you guys might have. Yeah, don't if you've been it. joining, dropping all kinds of like crazy. Uh, illegal things and you know comments or whatever i i have no i'm none the wiser dude so yeah. i'm just oh. praying for the best dude so the you way. recently just had mm -hmm. this insane subathon so uh, i was about to say huge congratulations that's uh, that's epic Fifteen thousand subs eh like something massive yeah it was it was uh it was crazy 13 days and honestly um i feel like i maybe could have went longer but mm -hmm. it's um that stuff just it drains you man and I, I, it came to a point <laughs> where i was like please just end this please just end this Right. Yeah, um, but let's go on the focus on the discussion. Do you have any oily barons to suggest us? Like, do, do you want to leak some, you know, numbers, you know, oil barons? <laughs> some oil barons? Listen, man, yeah, if yeah. you uh, if you have a Yusuf or uh, an Ahmed in your chat, like, you VIP them, you treat them good. <laughs> <laughs> Where it? Oh, I'm going to check right, them right not, now. Guys, we're about to start right now. Let's do it. But so, so okay, first, first topic we had was Master Duel, right? We saw, you know, I, I know you play a lot of Master Duel, um, and a lot of people talked about how Master Duel was going to be this gateway into the esports scene. And I guess yeah. from your perspective, oh boy, that went well. <laughs> you've been playing the game for what about, I guess, like a year or two now. Like, what what are, what are your thoughts on, on esports and it's Master Duel? You said year or two. It's only been nine months, but man, it feels like forever, it feels doesn't like forever. it? Ugh. Bro, there's a ban list like it's every week. On. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think Macedo has been a massive success overall and has been a great way to get sort of returning players and older players back into like some of uh, the modern game and stuff like that. But I think like so many things could have done that could, could have been done much better personally. Mm -hmm. I think that on release, um, a lot of people who used to play Playground Yu-Gi-Oh! back in the day, which I think that games like this is who it's aimed for and who it's kind of designed to try and bring into modern Yu-Gi-Oh! I just think like, I'm just, I feel so bad for not having, for people who have never touched the game or haven't touched the game in years, years and years, almost over a decade probably to like jump back and be like, oh wow, Yu-Gi-Oh! is on Steam. And they jump in and they they play against Tri-Brigade and Drytron. Like, <laughs> I just, I was trying to, I was trying like, to imagine that is, in my head. I'm like, that's awful. <laughs> that's awful. And that, like, imagine just having Herald like dropped on you and you just summon Luster Dragon and set an econ, right? Yeah. Like this is unreasonable. And so on the, on, from the outset, I think out of the gates, like there was just a lot of squandered potential, I feel. And I, I think that they definitely should have tried to focus more on the older aspects of the game, at least mm -hmm. initially. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think like a rotation or something was the answer, but they, I, I think like- Why? I like the rotation. <laughs> I like the rotation. To be well, honest, I'm a huge fan of the rotation. Imagine different sets coming out and like you put all those sets in one, like one meta, okay? Like you take 10 sets, you make one meta out of 10 sets, and then people have to play old cards mixed with, with the new cards, creating new, you know, sort of deck. I'm not, I'm not completely against the idea, honestly. And I, and I think that um, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a game that has so many cards and packs and sets that you they, they could have created like some sort of like classic set, which has been data mined, by the yeah. way. Like we knew from the very beginning, before the release of Mastodon, there is a classic event happening, but we don't know what that is and what that entails, what the card pool is. And I think that if they started with something like that, they wouldn't have like lost so many players, which naturally a game release is going to lose players. And that's just a fact. If you look at the Steam statistic, um, I don't know how severe the drop off has been recently, but from what I can, uh, from what I can tell, you know, Macedo is still popular, but I just think like, man, so much better stuff could have happened if they focused more on the, uh, 
the things that people really enjoy about Yu-Gi-Oh, which is like the non-competitive aspect, which, you know, yes. which is like playing like just a bunch of old fun cards, just setting and passing. And I think like logging into Mastodo on your phone, like imagine you're on a commute and you're just load up Mastodo on your on your phone and you just want to play a quick game and, and you just you can like you someone someone's a Halka Firex like that's the whole commute you know what yeah. I mean like <laughs> yeah it's not as it's not as like I guess like fun for sure I think maybe from what I heard like they're on they're you're able to play banned cards now like you can create something I, I'm not sure I, I haven't like kept up that much but from what I've seen like you're able to play pot of greed in, in like decks now or something like that as long as you create like this like custom room for it so I think that's cool yeah. but they should introduce like actual game modes for that i feel like that'll be cool. yeah i'm hoping that it's coming and uh mm -hmm. they can we can now craft band cards in like a week or something nine days it's yeah. uh you're able to craft all these old cards which by the way every single good old school like band card you can think of like pot like graceful mm -hmm. all of those cards are ultra rares by the way so Jeez. you know if you've been waiting for a classic format uh enjoy and um, any uh, any and content even... ideas with with that like what what if we you know what if you uh craft like these old decks and play or something like that and you have any yeah ideas? i mean i think content wise there's just infinite potential for having old cards being allowed right like you can do any sort of historical format you want in the game literally any format you can think of now it's a bit of an issue with erratas and card priority because historically the game's rules has changed significantly i'm pretty sure like necro valley for example is a card that has worked like seven different ways right um raiko raiko things yeah. like that they, did it target does it not target i don't even know anymore uh there's a bunch of like right. weird ways that cards work. So I don't know. But I think like these are just like teething and sort of growing pains. Like I, I don't think it matters that much if you have prior or not. Right. Mm -hmm. I think like the idea is that you have like an old school format, right? Like they can work on like the coding of like exactly if prior works or doesn't. I mean, it obviously is a big deal if prior doesn't work. But like for the most part, if you have like the older game to play with, like as, as long as the card pool is old school, I think that helps a lot of players, right? Because I, I don't think like yeah. casual Andy from like Tokyo lo logging <laughs> into mass having a chill game on the way, like on the subway is going to care about the difference between, you know, does my Raikou target or not? I don't think it's super, super relevant for like your average player. Uh, so I, I hope like the faster they implement it, the better and they can work out and iron out the details as it goes on. But yeah, having infinite new ways to play the game is like that's just crazy content you can do unlimited yeah. uh, format you can do traditional format you can do old school legacy format yeah i'm excited anything. i'm excited for that i think there's infinite content potential and i'm definitely going to be like i'm a huge fan of like retro formats and like alternative formats so i think it'll be cool to like build those on master one and play it right like imagine playing like fire fist like or, or playing like these really uh cool the deck decks. you thought of that's like <laughs> out of all the historical decks and you that's the one that came to you there's a there's a common version the three axis version the three axis version yeah the three axis version my brother the three axis version is cool some on the level three some on the leopard go for the go for the synchro we have only 300 seconds not the monkey version i promise not the set five. Oh, you don't you don't want to go card card d set torrential no no brother no we go combo we go combo we go good my man you already know yeah. Never so I would go back to the point because I was watching your stream during the Sabaton when you got in call with the Moist Critical. Okay. Mm. Because I'm a huge fan. Only God knows how I love this that man. It's literally yeah. Jesus. Like if I don't have a picture in my room about like Moist Critical, it's on me, you know. Like anyway. Nash, Nash, didn't you no, like you you bought like Moist's merch too. I know. Yes, you, I yeah. bought Moist Moist merch as well, my brother. I oh, you bought a white shirt. Them. Nice. Okay. <laughs> the, the black Jesus, my man. The black Jesus. <laughs> obviously. 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 I'm one of them. Anyway. What? I quote what is I, I want to quote what he said on stream. The day Conan will start supporting UBO Procene is the day Moist Esport will join the table. Brother, brother, stop for a second. I literally screamed like a fucking bitch. Like <laughs> I, I was, I was ripping, I was ripping my pants. I was, I, 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 brother, brother, I could not explain the emotion that I had when the man himself said, the day Konami will start supporting is the day Moist Critical will join the table. I was like, my, ooh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's what everyone wants, right? Like, at least from the competitive scene, we want to see, like, uh, I mean, it's just, it's a complete fever dream right now. But you look at, like, League of Legends, you look at their, their the insane, like, tournaments that they put on, the venues they hire, the stream quality that they put up. Pokemon Worlds was recent, uh, for example. That's, like, the closest thing we have that we can compare to. Unbelievable levels of production and support for the game and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't think we get anywhere near uh, that support for Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, admittedly, at the last World Championship, there were hints of esports. I think Ooh. I believe, like a 
I think if you look at like the caster desk from the 2019 World Championship, there was like some sort of esports sponsor. There was like there was like a McDonald's sponsor. Intel was a sponsor. These are like big brands, you know. So there's definitely investment to make Yu-Gi-Oh like at least maybe not like a competitive esport per se, but definitely put it on the grand stage. And I'm hoping in the lead up to the next World Championship, we see like you know if they if they do what they did in 2019 and make it better than that. Like I think like we're heading for like a good direction. Yeah. Um. We're still a long way, long, long way behind all of these other uh, companies like Blizzard and Nintendo and uh, Riot. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! is like is leagues behind that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, now, Farfa, do you know the game Osh? Dream. Do you know the game uh, Osh? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know that shit is an eSport game, right? <laughs> no. Oh, is it? <laughs> that's, no. A, that's an eSport? <laughs> uh, and, and most critical investment, right? You know that, right? Oh, and really? if you don't know, because I'm fucking sick, why Yu-Gi-Oh! is not part of this shit? Like you literally have to move the the mouse following the music, and that's a fucking esport. <laughs> it's hard hero for the clicking, dude. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, it's it's wild yeah. to me. It's wild to me because I know, like, I believe in a couple like weeks or months, uh, League of Legends are gonna have their world championship in actually Madison Madison Square Garden in, in New York City. Like, like man, dude, I can't I can't wait for the day in which Konami does something on that scale. Um, it could be absolutely cool, yeah. I mean, the World Championship, I think, is their their uh, their way to, I guess, uh, show us what's possible. <clears throat> it should be pretty cool. I'm going to be really disappointed if, if the next World <clears throat> Championship for Yu-Gi-Oh! isn't, like, some crazy next-level, you know, picturesque marketing stunt. Yeah. You know, I really think the game has so much potential for that. And I don't necessarily think it's even about money, right? Like, the right. cash pricing and stuff has been a topic for so long, and that's really what makes or breaks an eSport, right? Is, right. like, the money involved. Because we know, like... The amount of uh, prize on the line for with, with like riot events and stuff like that is you know to the moon, right? Pokemon. I don't know how crazy it is, but I know it's like it's over they, a million. I, I, right? is it like cash in, prizing in Pokemon, or I believe I believe it's over a million dollars in prizing for for like world in championship cash? in Pokemon. Yeah, and I, I've total I mean, I've total cash prizes given. <laughs> You're playing the wrong game. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I should have summoned Charizard, my man. I should have summoned Charizard. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! players, like, don't play for money, right? Like, that's, like, if you go to Worlds, I you mean... are... <laughs> okay, less, listen, less, you less. and your <laughs> illegal <laughs> Iron Man, like, underground matches, dude. That that doesn't count. Right? In terms of uh, actual Yu-Gi-Oh!, right? Yep. Most people don't play this game for, like, the money involved, right? Mm -hmm. And um, people who go to Worlds and stuff, I mean, the prizes are great, and you can make a decent amount off that if you're willing to like try and vend and sell it. But that, like, that's besides the point, right? The point is like, they have the player base, they have the drive, they have the people who are like willing to like put in the time and effort to make like a good, like competitive event. Mm -hmm. um, they just need to like promote it and have it like look good. And um, you know, I think like while YCS is as, as an example and nationals have been extremely uh, fun and enjoyable to attend, there's just so much still remaining to make that even bigger, right? Like, okay, cool. We've got live streams for them, most of them yeah um that's a whole other topic i mean why wasn't niagara streamed for example um they, 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 there's still like improvements to be made right yeah like what from what mean, i niagara was a stream Dude, i made the stream of niagara Nesh is a db yeah, role gameplay yeah reading I the made blog the stream of niagara. is what we're doing yeah i mean that's that's the level we're at so yeah. i think that um there's a there's just so much potential involved when you just mm -hmm. compare it side by side to other card games right like i, I, I think that's like the uh, the disappointing thing is when you know that there's like so much potential there and it isn't just being fulfilled because ycs's are there for marketing right they're there to yes. advertise and promote the game but things like ycs's and nationals they don't advertise and promote the game to new players these are just like if you like no one hears of a ycs that isn't playing Yu-Gi-Oh, right right as you look at something like pokemon everyone knew that there was pokemon worlds on because they, that yes. was advertised everywhere I don't you know. know so a like, how are you going to get into Yu-Gi-Oh? How are you going to get into Yu-Gi-Oh through an a YCS being advertised? That's not going to affect the average like random nerd who like kind of has an interest in you know Pokemon, for example. They're not going to know anything about like yep. a Yu-Gi-Oh YCS, right? Like that. There has to be better ways to promote and advertise our game um, and to bring more people in. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Like um, even when Worlds, like they were, it was uh, at my locals. They were actually putting it on on the TV. So we would like actually play our matches and during like siding, we would like be watching because it's like it was actually mm. super entertaining because of like the hype around it. But I think it has to do with like if they work more with like the creators, I think it'd be really cool. Like I can I can imagine you like Farfa like commentating worlds like that would be freaking insane. Like that would be insane. Well, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I would post a duel everywhere. <laughs> 
Subway, I, would, uh, I would literally buy the costume of a fish and, and go to Japan <laughs> just to let Farfa notice. That'd be insane. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't know if that's on the table yet, but mm -hmm. um, on the plus side, you know, they do do a lot of stuff with content creators and things like that, which is great to see, but man free advertising we're trying to give them and they they don't let us you can't you're not allowed to film in venues like you can't you're not uh, allowed to there walk. is there is actually a pass for but i, no, I think it's the pass is, for... bro the pass is a myth i know gage applied for it and he i think he got denied or something like it, it's bro, like a myth my brother i'm gonna spam konami before coming to all right definitely don't do that i want to the pass konami if, konami if, my boss i mean if, if gage is being denied filming rights then you know like, yeah. Like he he is the uh the the, the vlog guy, right? Like yeah, he knows how to use to, a like, camera. Ruggles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird because there's Brazil vlogs by content creators who I will not out. Um, <laughs> if you know, you know. There's Brazil. <laughs> there's vlogs. From... <laughs> if you know, well, that, you that know. was allowed. But that's yeah. the th but that's um, the thing. They yeah. they let them do that. Mm -hmm. But totally. But in other YCSs, you're not allowed to do that. It's like th there's no consistency in these rules. Yes. Um, and you know, I, I don't need to get into semantics of like, is that good? Is that bad? The point is, it's like, we're just trying to like promote your game for free. Like, you know, literally free going into <laughs> you. How, how do you make a, a Yu-Gi-Oh! YCS vlog if you can't film? Like, right. you, like how? Like, okay, I can film eating five guys outside the venue after round seven. Like, is that content <laughs> for Yu-Gi-Oh? Like, no. Bro, like I was at the, I was at the Philly regional this past weekend and I would walk outside the venue back and forth to like film in between my rounds. I'm like, hey guys, I just lost the Mystic Mine. We're at round four and I'm outside like in the cold. I'm like, all right, here we go again. Round six, go outside. It's like, it's so frustrating. I see people mention things about privacy laws and stuff. It's absolutely nothing to do with that. Every other yeah. con, every other um, major convention that happens. If you're Pokemon, on Facebook, you have no fucking privacy. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, Alex Jones, calm down. Um, TwitchCon, all of these different uh, event, Gen Con, uh, Anime Expo, all of these different things. There's no privacy concerns there that anyone has to talk about. It's not, it's not a thing. People vlog and record there all the time. You know, yeah. Europe is the exact same. We just had TwitchCon Amsterdam. People walking around, live streaming, hundreds and hundreds of different content creators, live streaming and vlogging themselves. I, I don't know what this privacy concern right. is. Uh, yes. I may be completely ignorant to this, but I just... As as an onlooker, as someone who is like spectating this, yep. it's hard to understand how I can't film at a YCS, uh, Gage can't film at a YCS, Team Samurai, whoever it might be, all these good content creators that want to make good vlogs and good content for you are technically not allowed to be doing this. But like these other uh, countries and events and stuff that these happen in, you can do this. I just, I don't understand. Like I want yeah. to understand and I, I feel like I'm not really being unreasonable here, right? Right. Yeah, I think hopefully like something happens where like there, it paves the way for some sort of communication. Hey, maybe this maybe this Googcast will someone's listening in, tapping in, and maybe hmm. they can uh, Perfect, my man, open the door. I want, I want your word on that. If you get to the pub, film in Pasadena. Will you attend to Pasadena? Uh, Pasadena is my wife's birthday. Unfortunately, I can't oh. go. Well, your wife uh, can see your, California. Come with your <laughs> wife. Come with your wife. What a great <laughs> holiday! You can literally film her, her cutting the cake. At a YC stable, it's gonna be yeah, insane. like on the feature stage. No, that'd be great. Um, honestly, I think uh, yeah, I, I I can't think of anything better for a, a grown adult woman to do than to go to a venue filled Just you know, dude, I always feel so bad for like people who take their significant others to like events. Because, like, I see them in, chilling in the corner, sitting on the floor, so boring, like, yeah, on their phone. I'm just like, yo, like, like I, I almost want to say, like, well, yo, like, are you okay? Like, like I don't know. It's so, it's so sad sometimes. But, I mean, I guess they just really support them. So, it's understandable. Yeah, oh, but, I mean. The, yeah. No, no, what's up? Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, like, you know, long term, I hope that, you know, we get some uh, positive, yeah. I don't know, if, like, change is the word, but definitely some progress with regards to. I mean, I'm proud of all the content creators that they've selected to make content for Konami. That's great. Mm -hmm. I think they're all doing a great job. I just think like there's a lot of restrictions in place that don't need to really be there, at least in this day and age, that don't really make sense when paralleled with all these other conventions and games and stuff that are happening around us. And, you know, that's one way to like make you a bigger brand is just your content creators, right? 100%. I totally agree. And I think like the it's crazy how far the Yugi tubing atmosphere or like sphere has grown like mbt just hit 100k subscribers like huge shout out to him and you know you're yes. like bro farfa you're you've been consistently hitting 2k 3k viewers like you're like in the top 1000 right like in terms of just twitch streamers like of, of all sakes so like it's crazy how far we've came without the support from konami 
So imagine if we do get the support, right? Like how far we could even uh, progress even more. Um, and I, I think that's like a testament to like the people we have in the community. Like we have a lot of really great content creators. So if we do get that support from Konami, I think it can be something even crazier. Like this game could literally transcend. Um, so I think that's what makes me excited. But it's also like a lot super sad, you know, when we when we think about stuff that you know could happen but has yeah and in the end like the competitive scene just benefits so much from content creators i don't you know a lot of content yeah. creators or rather i know a lot of co uh, competitive players sometimes you know really dismiss content creators and stuff because you know we don't know as much about the game and things like that but you know content creators like bring in a lot of uh the competition you know a lot yes. of people who start out uh, and want to learn about Yu-Gi-Oh from a very basic level will go through something like team sam deck profiles and stuff like that well, right? that's what like, i did that's how... simo too bro i learned how to link summon Link Shogun from Simo's <laughs> video. I told, I actually yeah, told Alex this. I was like, bro, I hope you realize that that Link summoning video you made. I I had to watch that. <laughs> like, I had yeah. no idea how to Link summon, bro. I might have, I might have a stupid take. Uh, so tell me if it's a stupid take, okay? <laughs> I, I want you to be deadly honest. Now, oh boy. Why Konami should invest in uh, Twitch streamers that usually speak about Yu-Gi-Oh when if you are watching a, a Yu-Gi-Oh Twitch streamer you are already interested yeah no good question which is why I think they've done they've made a concerted effort to get other creators on right like they um there's like a bunch of Pokemon YouTubers and stuff like that yeah do you remember Crip Crip uh, Parian from uh, Hearthstone he did a thing for Duel Links too the Duel Links yeah. yeah 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 I mean they're, they're doing a good job right and and I think that's important you know um I think they should have you know their homegrown Yu-Gi-Oh content creators doing uh, stuff for them, getting promoted and uh, doing product reveals. And I think uh, having, you know, other like, you know, random Pokemon YouTubers do a box opening, uh, random, um, you know, Magic the Gathering YouTubers, streamers, like maybe like play for like two hours, get their audience maybe interested in stuff like that. I think there's a, yeah, that they, they should absolutely, I think it's, I think it's both, right? Like if you look at my old uh, box openings and stuff that I did with uh, Konami back in the day, I, I revealed Dual Overload, I think it was. And yes. that video had like 150k views or something, right? Like that's, that's a massive number in Yu-Gi-Oh. I think you have to support both avenues, right? Your your Yu-Gi-Oh creators and like outside creators as well. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so let's move on. The topic that everyone has been covering this entire week for all the banlists. <laughs> Once. <clears throat> all right, Nash. Give us the rundown. No, like. Okay, so <laughs> he's like, I gotta smoke. <laughs> I gotta have a drag first. <laughs> oh, it man. all started when they brought back uh, <laughs> Fairy Tale Snow. <clears throat> I mean, if. If you really think about it, right? I, I saw you tweeted earlier. You were like, bro, all these events have happened. In like the past, like what, six months, we haven't had a ban list. Like, where is it coming? When is it coming? W what's your take on it? Do you, you know, are you going to YCS Utrecht? I guess that's the first question. And yeah, also yeah. second, oh, you are, let's go. And I guess the second one is like, you know, like the ban list, right? Like what, what's your take on it? Do you think we need a ban list? That's the first question. Second like, is like, if, we, yeah, what's up, Nash? No, like, like we got two master dual ban list. Equinus died. Magnus Carlsen quitting chess games to OCG once, but still nothing for the TCG. Top on that. I think like the the you know do we need the ban list? Do we not need the ban list? I don't. I don't. I think that's like not relevant in the grand scheme of things because okay. the question should really be like okay, if there is a ban list or if there isn't a ban list, that needs to be communicated. I don't think it's unreasonable to have like you know. So I think okay. So some context is required here. Um, some sure. people might not be aware, but, but once upon a time back in the day. You, uh, TCG and OCG ban lists used to be one unified combined list. We would have them released at the same time for OCG and TCG, which was bizarre because they were six months ahead of us in product. So that mm. kind of didn't really, that was a bit weird, right? Um, but we knew exactly when that ban list was going to drop. Further down the line, eventually in 2013, I think they separated the ban list. So TCG and OCG then split and had their own separate unique formats with their own different card pools. OCG had different card pools already, but now there was also different restrictions in both regions because it didn't make sense for konami to hit a card in ocg that was dominating and then for it to literally be released on release in in the tcg banned i think temple of the kings was a card that was printed and released in e uh, in in the tcg yep. banned uh i think rooster firefest rooster was released limited i believe um there's, there's some examples of this yeah um further down the line i think it was 2018 or 2017 we split into quarterly bandlet and that has been the pattern and that has been the norm for the last four plus years at least where we would have a ban list around about rough months here, but generally we'd have like sort of a Christmas ban list, December, January. We'd have one around about March, April. We'd have another one about July, August. 
And then another one, um, I think like October is how that works out, yeah. or late back to December or something like that. So I mean, there would be like better than you. You have a spreadsheet about balance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then further than that, they would give you a date listed on the thing, giving you an approximation as to when you can expect that ban list. It would say no sooner than X date. For the last two ban lists now, they've removed that completely. So not only are we in a, we are currently in a in a period of time for the ban list where based off of the patterns and it just. It's listen to what I'm saying right now. It's crazy that I have to like go through these like, you know, descriptions of like patterns and things like that, right? Just to uh, describe this stuff. But that is how the, the it, how completely insane it's gone that we have to like create spreadsheets and things to follow these things. Basically, I think what they really need to do is number one, communicate when we're when we're getting ban lists and stuff like that. And even if there is no need for a ban list like right now, tell us and say, hey, there's not going to be any changes or at the very least say on this date, uh, expect a list or what is I think the, the smartest way to do it is for XYZ events you will be playing under this uh, these forbidden mm, limitless I think when guess, yeah. events are announced they announce those events with the format in mind right so like okay. they just announced Utrecht for example they announced Utrecht they should say why says Utrecht would be played under the, the May 2022 forbidden limited list right yeah. and I think that would help everyone uh, prepare that helps you know because like there's a lot of people right now who are kind of in a bit of a limbo right like okay this next balance is probably not going to shake up that much because Tier and Sprite are a new deck. But imagine the next ban list after this, right? Where <clears throat> we can probably expect Tier and Sprite will be, I don't know if murdered is like the right term, but they generally tend to hit the newer, the best decks harder the second time round. Yes. So, you know, when we come round to like January uh, for the next ban list, imagine there's like a YCS in January. And then we're, there's like a YCS that's like three, four weeks away. And then we don't know what list is going. And yeah. How do you prepare for that? Bro, right? I'm, People, I'm in like, that spot right now. It's frustrating. Like I'm going to YCS yeah. Ecuador and it's like, like Hani, Gunther and I, we're, we're teaming up and they hit me. He, uh, they messaged me yesterday. They're like, bro, do we just start testing this format? <laughs> we're like, bro, right. I don't think the balance is coming. So we're like, we yeah, gotta start and testing. Like, and, and, you know, people, so to, to summarize, basically, uh, and I'll let you uh, go on, Nesh. There's um, just, they need to understand, like, players work, players have lives, they can't commit to playtesting, um, you know, as soon as a ban list drops and then play, like, 80 hours a week. Shoutouts yeah. to Hoban. Um, that's just, like... <laughs> We can't, like, players don't do that, right? So I think it's, I don't think it's completely unreasonable to have ban lists uh, timed again, mm -hmm. um, or at the very least, like, go by event to event base, uh, go through an event event basis, right? Um, right. I think that just helps everyone, right? No, do we need a ban list right now? I don't know. Who cares? The point is, I want to know if there is going to be a ban list yes. for YCS Utrecht yeah, coming you up. You basically are answering the next sure. topic of the of our podcast, which was, do you think Konami is supposed to let us know and should be more communicative about the social medias and interact more with uh, the people in the community? And I think you already answered that. The answer is yes. So Konami, please let us know. <laughs> so <laughs> Yes, that's, that's, exact, that's how it works. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think there's... I don't. I don't think there's ever any uh, pushback to like having more communication because you the, the more communication is always good. And yeah. I tried to, my hardest to get this off the ground because a year and a half ago, two years ago now maybe, I sat down and I had an interview with Matt Bell, right? Like someone oh. who works with like the product development team, uh, and it was a great interview. It was really popular. A lot of people appreciated. You know, we got to go through some actual like game design. Um, philosophies and stuff that they talked about you know what's your thoughts on ftks how do you address ban lists you mm -hmm. know and they answered some really like important questions for the competitive Yu-Gi-Oh scene and just we never really got to go develop that you know and right. i think that's that was a huge step in the right direction that i was really happy with but we we just we didn't get an opportunity to do that again we never had a chance to uh have a sit down interview with a developer have a you know talk with someone like it would be cool to just have like jerome right here sitting Whoa, where i am cool. right now and talking to you guys yeah and you know saying like you know like he he was the mastermind behind was it like nibiru ruler and shifter or something it'd be cool yes. to like pick his yeah. brain and listen like okay what did he think about it how what's your thought process uh how are you designing new cards like these are all just cool things that people want to hear right we, do, we don't need to agree on it like we don't like yo why'd you print that card bro like <laughs> i get it but it'd be cool after to like have to like Yu-Gi-Oh, like more like if if they would do the same thing as magic does like uh, bump up the, the 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 guy who created the card. You know, like you know the history of the artist. You know, who drew the specific card. You know, like you can meet the artist at a comic con. Like I would like Yu-Gi-Oh to do that. I would because this would give would give an additional lore to the card game, and I think that's really missing. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to hear. You know, um, I think when Matt in the video uh, in the initial interview. 
which I really recommend you go watch. Um, he, you know, I, th I think he like specifically mentioned like the idea and like behind like the dangers, you know, and it was like, okay, so we're thinking of these, like these monsters that sort of like go like kind of peekaboo, you know, they like kind of jump out at you and then they hide. <laughs> That was like the logic behind how they designed cars. And it's so interesting to hear that, you know? Just simple things like this. Okay, okay, there's a curious so flavor and life brother, in the game. Brother, you have to fucking explain me why the dangerous works under Vanity Ruler. Because because I cannot. Because I cannot. Like my mind is exploding. Okay. Now you have to explain me what's the fucking logic of the dangerous works under every possible floodgate, under vanity rulers, if they cannot special summon. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I don't think the ruling and lore of uh, Vanity's Fiend versus Dangerous is uh, part of, you know, what a Chupacabra represents in mythological uh, Latin American lore or something like that. But I'll get back to you on that, Nesh. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> but it was so cool to listen to someone who designed, like, cards and someone who makes, like, product, like, talk about what the logic was behind how they make cards and stuff like that, right? And they just, they let us just record and film that and put that on YouTube and just everyone, like, enjoyed that. And that was a great yeah. thing. Talking about things like ban list and how they approach the game and things like that. Just communication like that is so precious. And I think that's one thing that anyone who plays other games that they love and appreciate uh, is when developers and stuff come around and they explain their logic behind uh, patch notes and buffs and nerfs to different champions and heroes oh, in different dude, games. That's, yeah, dude, you I know? listened to all of that for like League of Legends, like Hearthstone, that they would have like those interviews during like the game cons. Like the like the the, uh, the Hearthstone developer would come on, they'd be like, "Yeah, we had to like patch or address these cars because like it's just like way too yeah. broken or like." All Imagine this, yeah, they did that for the ban list. Yeah, it'd be sick. I, I think it would have been insane. Yeah, yeah. you know, like explain every logic so I can actually roast them on my streaming. Like, <laughs> You're the reason yeah. why Konami doesn't do this. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably the the logic, right? They don't do this because they know that you know a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh players would tear them apart. But the thing is, I mean, like, get, in get someone competent. Get someone competent. Jeez. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Dude. Um, so the, the thing, like, the thing is, they have to understand that um, they are going to get a lot of pushback on ev everything, like that they do with the player base. But at the yeah. same time, I think, like, you know, they can't like dismiss player base and be like, you know, because I've heard people like rationalizing, for example, that they don't talk to players and they don't uh, communicate with the Yu-Gi-Oh player base because we'll just go look at their Twitter. Every post they make, like, for example, if I go on the Yu-Gi-Oh card. Twitter right now, it's like, uh, hey guys, uh, here's some new, um, uh, what is this here? Is it like the uh, weekly spotlight? Here are some uh, varying artworks from the tins of the Pharaoh gods. Uh, here's all art blue eyes and art magician. Banless mod check? Banless when? Banless? Where is the banless? Give me the list. My favorite artwork is the banless. Like, okay, I get it. Like, players are idiots. An account bro, are, are you talking about your own tweet. tweets? I've seen you tweet at them, bro. <laughs> I've been, I've been tweeting at them every day, to be fair. Yeah. Respectfully, of course. Yeah. So, like, you know, I guess, like, from their perspective, uh, they see people spamming their social media with this, and they're like, okay, well, I mean, this is a, a futile effort. Why do we try and communicate with these people? But you can't put the blame on the players when, like I mentioned earlier, it's not hard or difficult to just ask for, like, very basic communication. You know, like, hey, what is going on with YCS Utrecht? It's in three weeks. Is it current list, or is there a new list? Should we wait? Right. Right? Ban list or no ban list, it doesn't matter. Just say like, okay, is there, it, what list will this be using? A new one or the current one, right? I, that's not, I don't think too much to ask. I totally agree. I totally agree. Because I think like that's, it, it would just give so many players ease of mind. They can book their travel knowing that they have, you know, like, and, and safely prepare. It just like makes it, the experience so much better. Um, I don't think anyone goes like, yo, I love it when they release the ban list the week of the YCS. Like, no one ever goes like <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. I mean... It's, it's just respectful of the player base, you know? They need to understand that they have, like, an aging player base, right? Like, many Yu-Gi-Oh! players are, have been playing this game for a long time and have been playing this game since the beginning. Many of us are, you know, we have, like, so, you know, getting families and kids and jobs and so careers. And... This is not anymore a children card game. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. Agree yeah, I, mean, you look, you I have literally 30 years old men coming in, uh, coming for coaching to me, to pack, uh, that, that are married, that have jobs, that cannot invest in you, uh, they, they, they cannot invest time in Yu Gi Oh! This is not anymore a children's card game. Yeah. Like, what, do you uh, want, what, do you, what do you want people to do? Like, you know, like if, if I have like a wife and like a kid and like a family and like I'm working on nine to five, like I want to test for an event that I want to take, you know, use my precious holidays for yep. in three weeks time. The least they can do is just tell me which list it's going to be with. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right? yeah.
and the thing is like we play the game regardless of the prize support right like i think and it's crazy because I feel like the Yu-Gi-Oh player base is so good at taking, like, bullshit, for lack of a better word. I, it's just, like, we're just so used to, like, just getting mistreated. <laughs> I feel like we have such yeah. a toxic relationship with Konami. But it shouldn't be that way. I, I feel like it should really be, like, more um, collaborative more than anything else, right? Like, um, just because just I feel like it will lead to more innovation within this space. And, and I think that will be, like, really cool. Like, there's so much we can do. And I think it starts at, like, the content creators. Like, honestly... Like, a lot of the stuff that you were suggesting, if they just hired you or, like, talked to you or even, like, you know, pay you for, like, a consulting one or two hours, I feel like so much can come out of that. Yes, and so right. much, like, cool changes could happen, right? Um, the thing the, the thing is, is, like, man, as well, that's really... The bizarre thing is, if you, if you look at um, Pokemon, which is, you know, uh, I, I don't want to keep saying, like, Pokemon, 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 but it's the closest yep. parallel that we have to Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of their content creators in Pokemon TCG literally just end up getting hired by the company. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, um, like, that's how much... There's a... I was watching Worlds, and I, I think her name is Caracloud Blue. I forgot her name, but she was actually asked to commentate pokemon worlds and i thought like bro that's sick and she's like she's originally a creator she like opens like packs like pokemon packs and stuff like that and she was like asked to like commentate yeah Kara blue yeah and i was like dude that's really dope like imagine you just love the game you love pokemon you open packs you grew up on this and now all of a sudden you're commentating on like the stage like it, it that that's dope so because they they understand that the people who have dedicated like literal livelihoods to creating content for their game are so mm -hmm. well invested that no one knows more like yeah. about the game than the people who are creating content or playing competitively professionally and yep. traveling to every event like these are the people that you need to be talking to and communicate to improve mm -hmm. your game right like you need to be talking to people like you uh to people like us you know what do you think of like the current format how do we like design these cards how, what do you want uh to see more of and all these kind of things like these are the questions like people like you can answer people like uh you know all of the big name players is too many to name right now these are all like the kind of players that they can like talk to and have like you know one-to-ones with and understand these things uh with right you know right. in terms of product in terms of uh communication uh event planning these are kind of things like they can definitely get feedback from from content creators and stuff yeah. like that right there's there's <clears throat> they just got they just got to talk to their players and they, i, I don't really up. feel like slide the dms <laughs> bro yeah. Konami, you're listening you guys heard it already we're open we want to talk we want to make this game even greater even better that sounded like that, that sounded so this that was game. such a weird slogan i said but like we, we want to talk we want we want to make it happen so so let, if you're listening I, I, it all it's all in good faith like i, I think we yeah i think we have a like, very sure. yeah we have we have no, a same motives yeah i think like konami sometimes like takes criticism badly and admittedly from the Yu-Gi-Oh player base there is a lot of just garbage criticism right there's yes, people who just I hate, hate the sake of hating uh, who just shit on the company consistently, yes. no matter what. And like, obviously that isn't like constructive behavior, but at the same time, they do have to recognize there is like a lot of like legitimate concerns that is mm -hmm. being communicated to them rationally through content creators, through Twitch streamers, yeah. through YouTubers, uh, through their competitive players that are like genuine concerns and um, frustrations with the modern game, you know, floodgates, bandless timing, event planning, all these kind of things. These are all like different things that they can communicate mm -hmm. and talk to their players about. And it, it, it comes out of like realist realistically they need to remember that it comes from a place of love right yes all everyone here wants the game to succeed everyone here wants yes. the game to, to do well um preach yes <laughs> that's exactly it yeah like we, yeah like, we all have a genuine like I love for this game. Love this game yeah like like this game actually saved my life and i'm not joking if I say yeah like i i i met at, at a point every time i talk about the game at deep perspective from my personal perspective i feel like crying every time yeah, like I have this sort of feeling, like I'm choking myself. I feel like crying. It's it's strong you, because and you and you and you're not even like the only person. There's so many people who literally can say like Yu-Gi-Oh like saved their life, right? Yes. Like people have had like you know so many people have been through like you know medical issues or personal problems and traumas, and like Yu-Gi-Oh was always like that consistent rock throughout their whole life. Mm -hmm. When you know people are like criticize Yu-Gi-Oh and they criticize the game. It's because they want it to be amazing because they owe so much of their uh, their life and their 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 happiness to like what Yu-Gi-Oh has done and you know I think that's um that's a commendable thing and people would just want the game to be the best that it can be. Bro, like if you really think about it, like I have a friend who said that like Yu-Gi-Oh kept them off the streets, you know? Like uh he said that, like a bunch of his friends were doing very suspect things and like Yu-Gi-Oh like... came on my stream and he said if it wasn't for Yu-Gi-Oh he'd be in prison. Yeah. So right. But Yu-Gi-Oh like that literally has like saved people for sure. Mm -hmm. Are you okay, Nash? Are you yeah. all right, brother? Yeah. 
He's having yeah, a moment. He's, he's having, having a moment. moment. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I spoke to Ness a lot, like in private. And uh, so I, I know where he's coming from. So, so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot, man, dude. I, yeah. So like I said, at the end of the day, it all comes from a place of love. We really just, uh, it's all constructive feedback. That's why, like, I never try to bash on Konami too much. I, I know, like, sometimes they're trying, but I think if they just take maybe a, a moment just to listen, it, I think you, I think a lot can really happen. Um, so. Absolutely. Let's let's talk yeah. about car design real quick. You know, I feel like yeah, cars so... right now, car, cars are. Oh, really... now you're really gonna make Nash cry. We start <laughs> yeah. talking about how <laughs> car, Mystic car, Mind. Did. Car design. Nash is really gonna be like, "Yo, fuck you Mystic touched, Mind." You touched, you touched your baby, bro. <laughs> Well, that, that was my choke point that was yeah. my choke point when when you mentioned saving life of the people you don't get it like the yeah. shit actually saved my life yeah yeah no for sure like that you know that that is a thing that like many people have experienced through Yu-Gi-Oh! and that's crazy all right what are we talking about card design we, i mean, we card design. I mean cards... give, me, give me your best mystic mine arata pack is that what we're doing <laughs> no i think if you I can design what... any card today yeah which... yeah if you can make a card today what what do you think we need like what's a card do you think we need right now in the game I think it's the question. Oof, I think uh, we one. need less cards, right? Okay. <laughs> I think is uh, what I would say, right? Um, I've tried to like identify the root cause of many of Yu-Gi-Oh's um, problems and frustrations with the modern game. And I feel like it comes down to like two root causes. And I find that it's the access of the extra deck through generic means yeah. to then enter the main deck. Bridging points like Halka Fibrax, Summon Sorceress, uh, these have all been th these kinds of cards have always been like extremely polarizing cards because they create like because of Yu-Gi-Oh's massive card pool they create these like um, infinite potentials for just complete degeneracy to happen. Yeah. Uh, and the second root cause of a lot of frustrations in modern curious as well as in other modern cards I guess that people have been talking a lot about. It's basically generic. Um, <laughs> Let's keep it real. Yeah. So, so th these generic extra deck cards that can be accessed through generic means, which then get you into the main deck to access specific points and cards, uh, I think is probably it, it almost always ends in like. Disaster. problematic issues yeah. i did like uh i did a little experiment on stream and i went through the the ban list and i went through every single banned extra deck monster and every single banned extra deck monster can almost be fit into basically two major categories they either tutor or access the main deck or they floodgate you oh um, yeah like lp okay, sork all those cards. That's, yeah that's a very interesting take wow. i i yeah. love it I love it. I never think about it, honestly, like about the two major cl uh, classes. And you know which major, cl like, do you know which card is still legal and it's still a floodgate? Dwell. Dwell, Dwell yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, you can try this. I, I feel like there was a third category for some reason, but I'm, I'm scrolling through the ban list right now and I'm looking at, like, what is it? Why are all of these cards here? And I'm trying to think, like, they're almost always all of these extra deck cards have one thing in common. They access the main deck in a generic way, yeah. or they floodgate you and they stop you from playing. And that is like almost every action deck monster. And it's like time and time again, they keep designing these same cards that deal that do this exact specific interaction. And it's like, I feel like they don't learn from it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's a bit of a frustrating point. Um, nobody wants to be completely locked out of the game turn one, which is why I think floodgates are really bad for the game. And then when right. you like combine compound that with, you know, comboing and doing these crazy 10 minute combos. You know, people complain like, you know, the, the average casual player seems to be like, oh, why you why do you hate floodgates? Are you okay with 10 minute combos? Well, they don't understand and recognize that the worst uh, 10 minute combo Omni Negate decks, the best ones historically ended on a floodgate. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> they, yeah. They, they sit and they combo forever and then they end on like a buster lock. They end on uh, a BFD. dweller. They yeah. end Right, exactly, right? You know, so it's, um, it's, <laughs> absolutely. It's this combination of cards uh, that I think causes like the major frustrations in, in basically all of competitive Yu-Gi-Oh. I think if you were to eliminate a lot of these root issues, uh, competitive Yu-Gi-Oh would be in a healthier place, but I don't think it would be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, do right. you think the power creep is happening too fast at this rate? Hmm? The power creep? Do you think the power creep is happening too fast? Like printing cards overpowered, like oh, broken than the last card. Like for example, triple tactical talent uh, over a card that like, uh, I don't know, change of art that has literally the same effects of, of three banded cards, like uh, sna uh, snatch steal, uh, take the monster or look at your opponent and uh, like a card, like, I don't know, mystic mind. The power creep is happening too fast. Like, what do you think so about that? There's a there there's like this really strange paradox that they have themselves in, right? Because how do you sell new product, right? You have to like make like newer cards and newer interesting cards, and when you don't have rotation, the best way to sell product is to make more powerful cards, right? Yeah. 
but yeah. but that ha where's the end point right you can't yes. just have every new set be a banger like power of the elements or be like an absolute uh you know game changing set like uh like power of the elements like well burst of destiny rise of destiny year, right? right yeah rise there's a yeah, lot of alliance I'm, yeah so I'm so there, there has to there, there has to stop a, a point at that at that stage right surely so what do you do like you they are they are caught in this paradox where we have to sell product and make new and interesting decks but <clears> they also have to be stronger to top what's currently available otherwise no one will play them like what do you do right i i think it's like so interesting because like if you really really think about it the new set that's coming out right dark wings blast they're they're bro they're printing dd crows on on crack like these cards are like ridiculous <laughs> like there's I no haven't read any of the new stuff but yeah. I, i'm not i'll give you a spoiler one of them says if your opponent controls a monster banish a dark or light monster in your opponent's graveyard summon this card which is a 2500 body by the way and face search any dragon from deck to hand are these the oh, by the way, cards? I have a list yeah. of all the, the, Bist of all the cards Bistids. that are coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, huh? Yeah. I'm like, what? No way. Any dragon, anything. Search Phantasmi, search crazy. whatever. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because I remember reading Dragoon for the first time. Yeah. And that card sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right? But like yeah. two years ago when we read Dragoon, it was like, this is absurd. Yes. But here we are like, oh, this, this is not even good anymore. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. And I, I think you could bring up a good point because at some point we have to reach an equilibrium, right? Where the cards are getting stronger, stronger, and stronger. But at what point the cards are at their fullest potential and everything is just broken, like, what happens? Like, is do we revolve to, like, a version of GOAT format where everything's just, like, pot agreed? <laughs> like, or, um, you know what I'm saying? It's interesting. So that's the problem with the, the ban list and no rotation when, when you have, like, the modern game, oh, right? Because the ban list... about rotation. Yeah. yeah, I love the rotation. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the ban list is, is not really there to facilitate, like, balancing, which is what, theoretically, the ban list is there for. It's there to remove old product. Right? right and make let people play newer product like when was the last time uh like for example there's uh what, what, what there's like a specific like meme archetype uh ritual beast for example hey, was ritual beast almost got to terror to world <laughs> right so, so, so the thing they they like really hurt that deck um mm -hmm. almost unnecessarily because there was a new format coming but they limited canahawk which essentially killed like almost all of the combos by limiting canahawk and then they brought it back to three years later after the deck was just unplayable and power crept out the yeah. out the wazoo right so i think like i mean is that what's going to happen now like when are we going to see god what's like a recent deck that just got killed like zodiac for Zoo, example got killed yeah. again for like the first time in, for, for like the second time in three years like Drive when are they going to unban Dryden? yeah they're going to unban eva right? i mean yeah. yeah like are they going to unban eva like four years from now when nah. decks are just Har better Har than dry Har 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 that's a really terrifying good yeah yeah harp horror like harp horror might come back in like three, four years when we have decks and archetypes that are so strong that Arcust <laughs> will just be at full power, but never be as good, right? Yeah, as whatever as we have in four years. I'm terrified to live in a format where uh, <laughs> Zoo is at full power and like isn't the best deck. Yeah. You know? Okay. And, and you've brother, been through a lot you of said you don't like, But you said you don't like the rotation. So what's your take on that? How do we fix it? I think most Yu-Gi-Oh! player, most competitive players like are fine with the modern game and they just, you, I think modern like competitive players are going to play the game regardless. Right? It doesn't matter what like what the format is, how bad it is, how good it is. I think they're always going to enjoy and like play modern Yu-Gi-Oh! And that's fine. I just think that like it's too far gone to try and mess with like modern Yu-Gi-Oh! I think like an alternative format of sort would help a lot. I think pushing more like Edison, pushing yeah. Go, pushing... Maybe a rotation format for Yu-Gi-Oh, but something that runs alongside the main game, not a re yeah. replacement, not a replacement rotation yeah. format. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Just yeah, like as it. a secondary format, right? I don't. I think Yu-Gi-Oh is like the only card game that literally just has like one playable format, right? You mm, look at Magic; they have like true. Magic has like commander format. Yeah, commander, yeah. modern. Like they have so many, so many different stuff. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I like I like it what they do. To be honest, um, I'm not totally against it. To be honest, yeah. I have to tell you. I don't know. I, I don't have my answer yet on how to fix the power creep, to be honest, of the new cards being printed. But I will come up with some ideas. Or, or we can all come up with some ideas. Yeah, so I, think I, yeah. mm -hmm. I think rotation has so much potential if, you know, not to replace the same game. Because again, you say the R word in Yu-Gi-Oh! and people go crazy, right? Because <laughs> yeah. that's like one of the biggest... Um, <laughs> that's one of the biggest pulls of modern Yu-Gi-Oh! is like, hey, here's this random card from 2009 that's good again. By the way, they're almost always floodgates. Anyway... Um, so that's like the, the pull and the cool like thing about modern Yu-Gi-Oh is like, oh, these like cards from years ago can like synergize again. I mean, look at Josh's list from Euros. He 
played Econ again, right? How yeah. the hell is Econ still somehow good, you know? Yeah. And he's getting top hit on YCS with fucking Econ in his deck list, right? So, I mean, yeah, that's kind of cool about Yu-Gi-Oh, of course. But alongside that, with a separate rotation format, just think of the potential. They could make product based around this. People would buy it. People might not buy it. Mm. They might just buy the main product. Like this. Every, it's a win-win, I feel like, you know? Yeah. But maybe don't they think just don't want to buy the, part, the player base. Like, don't you think the price of the card will drop? Like, don't you think that you kill the market by doing that, by reprinting old stuff? Not necessarily, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I guess older cards would lose a lot of their value, right? But I but mean... I, I like it a lot, one of your takes. Uh, one of your takes was, if you take if you take some an old card, it's, it's going to be a floodgate. I have still PTSD about Metal Silver Armor. Like in well, the VW format. Metal Silver, Metal Silver Armor. Silver Armor. It's, it's, it's an equip spell that uh, doesn't allow your opponent to target any oh, That's monster. the one played in Infernoble. The yeah. one that... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, exactly I mean, I, th I feel like, okay, uh, modern Yu-Gi-Oh's, like, card pool is, is so, like... Uh, people people fixate so much on how good it is that Yu-Gi-Oh doesn't have rotation, but it's like, okay... Like, bro, whenever there's, like, an old card that becomes relevant again, it's almost always a fucking, like, degenerate floodgate like, that no one asked for, like... Yeah. it's almost always the case but anyway i'm not trying to take away more than you go from the from the players i just think like a second competitive format would be really cool um alongside the main game yeah i i agree with that like i think for me i'm open i i what i really want to see more is the support of alternate formats because i think at some point the modern game can get quite stale and i think like you want to keep players entertained because like how do you keep players engaged when the format is stale and i think like you do, can do that through alternative formats right like if, if the format gets stale we can easily be like hey let's just play some medicine for a couple of months and then hopefully the balance comes out <laughs> and, and and maybe that's like a, a decent like way for and also people will start buying more edison cards right you can print a product called like edison revived or something like that and then like it's like some cards of like you know like a high rarity swap frog like an ultra rare swap frog or something or like i don't know something sick there's there's so much potential for reprinting old cards you know yeah like if they had like a a, a literal like if they print if they I, I i think this would be crazy if they made a product that was just banned cards people would oh, eat that up yeah you know? that'd be literally every single card printed is just not legal for play people would love that right mm -hmm. People want to like pull like you know, imagine there was like a collector's rare pot of greed, you know, or a yeah. starlight, you know, graceful. Like people would absolutely eat that up, right? I think it'd be amazing. And it's not for nothing. You use that in retro formats, which they officially support now. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. I like it. I like it. We were talking, <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> the entire time we were, we were talking about the current game of you, but I watched your stream and you don't actually play current. So... Here comes the quest. Okay. Are you enjoying this game, Ryan? Uh, TCG, I think... I, I don't feel like TCG is a great stream game for me anymore. Um, mm, okay. The the amount of effort involved with being good at modern... Because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a competitive person. I don't want to play something and like do it badly. I want to do something yeah. well. Um, Makes sense. When I, when I sit down to play TCG, people don't re realize how difficult it is to be really good at modern TCG Yu-Gi-Oh! It is so... Modern TCG Yu-Gi-Oh! is really hard. Mm -hmm. It is so difficult. Um, there are so many, like, interactions and combos and decision trees and lines you can take uh, while at simultaneously thinking about the, all the decision trees and flows of uh, play that your opponent has. And on top of that, I have to stream it and, like, you know, play engage with, with the, the chat. Uh, <laughs> it's so engage, hard. Engage with the chat, yeah. right? It's just, my brain is just not smart enough to do that, you know? <clears throat> so... Um, no, it's for me personally. Like... Stop, 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 brother. Because I watched your uh, bro. I I'm an old fan, and when I say I'm an old fan, <laughs> I watched your first YouTube videos, and you were talking about rulings interaction, like if you nail that, like by art, okay. And then you come on stream, and you uh, I don't know how this card works. Let me read. <laughs> uh, bro, I saw you. I saw you. I can guarantee you that I went through your entire YouTube channel, and I watched that shit that sold for years, and you nailed that ruling interaction. With and then you come on stream exposed <laughs> exposed yeah because i feel like earlier er, like i i do think like i feel like you don't get enough credit because i always tell people this people on my stream they're like yo farfa's cheeks some buns i'm like bro i feel like he's honestly one of like the better ones like uh, the better players we have in the youtube scene because i i feel like you actually really put in a lot of effort and you're, you like because i think what you do which is i even struggle with myself is you walk through like the thought process of like oh okay I'm, i think i'm gonna do this because of like that or maybe I do this because of that. And I think, like, that's really good. And even, like, your earlier content was, I think, gears towards more competitive people, right? So, yeah. I think Joel just rotted your brain, bro. <laughs> I think that's what happened. I think that Joel's just, just uh, was not helpful. I mean, but, yeah. Like, 
I'm I was a, there when Glasgow yeah, White Joe was a thing. I was there. I was <laughs> there when Glasgow White Joe was a thing. And you know, and you know why I went through your entire YouTube channel because I was suggesting you place in your Twitch chat, and you were getting pissed. I was like, dude, I Nash would like. I'm time. playing like a deck for fun that I don't really care too much about getting good at, and yeah. Nash will post a wall saying like, <laughs> "This is the line," and I'm just like, "Damn, bro, I'm happy for you or sad that happened." You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm very, I'm very passionate. I, I mean, from a from a personal perspective, I'm yeah. uh, I'm a bit of a slower learner. Uh, mm -hmm. It takes a while for me to like kind of process information. Yeah. So you know, once I but once I learn it, I think like I'm okay. I did that with Sword Soul. I feel like I did put in a lot of time and effort. Yeah, on you stream, killed it off stream. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I was rewarded for my effort. I got top sixteen at nationals. Hey. But it was like I don't want to do that again. Like I felt <laughs> like my like legitimately, I just. It, it didn't feel like a very fun process. No, bro, um, it's, it's to, painful. To be good at modern Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, going through all of, like, the different sorts of combos and stuff like that, um, and then trying to interact with, like, you know, the best optimal play with a live opponent on stream while also trying to be semi-entertaining, but also, like, focusing on, uh, you know, I want to, like, this is the Nationals training arc, streaming that for, like, a whole week and a half. It's like, that was so difficult. And then even after all of that and then getting the reward, listen, topping an event, um, like a premier event for the first time ever was a great feeling, but I don't think I want to do that again. Like, <laughs> it, it really hurt my stream. My numbers and stuff, like, were gen genuinely affected by trying yeah. to be good at modern TCG. Yeah. Like, and, and in the end, like, I'm a content creator. I have to care about my numbers, right? So that yes. was, like, a major point. Like, my numbers are down when I play modern, current, competitive, hardcore, like, TCG Yu-Gi-Oh! So that's like the main thing. And like while sitting there doing it, I'm just like, am I really enjoying myself right now? Like it's yeah. stressful, man. It's it's hard. Bro, yeah. You know, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. like, Dude, it's you stressful. basically you're conditioning yourself to not to do modern because I mean, now it's your job, right? So you don't want to condition your number. I mean it's so, tough, right? Sometimes like your job conflicts with what you want to do sometimes. But I I, I think uh, going away from the Yu-Gi-Oh a little bit more, I, I noticed you've been doing a lot more variety content. I think that's I think that's sick. Like how how has that been I going for you? Like you 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 feel like you're you're able to make that transition outside of Yu-Gi-Oh slowly but surely, or like what's your I guess long term plans? I, with I, I don't know, man. I I I I would you know I would be shocked if a year from now I can like go live with you know two K plus viewers or something and not touch have not have touched Yu-Gi-Oh for like six months. Mm. I'd be shocked if I ever reached that point. But I'm trying to like you know just at least get my audience used to the idea of like. A little bit of non-Yu-Gi-Oh content. Yeah. I think Yu-Gi-Oh has a lot of cool <clears throat> crossover with Pokemon. Lots of Yu-Gi-Oh players love Pokemon. Lots of Yu-Gi-Oh players um, enjoy just more casual variety stuff. Just like yeah. looking at Reddit, watching videos, reacting, talking about current affairs. Like so that's just kind of a little bit more of what I've been doing, honestly. And uh, it's been going really well. Yeah. Um, we'll yeah. see how you know. Farfa, I'll reevaluate. Roll, roll <laughs> <laughs> I'll reevaluate like month to month and see how it how it goes. Yeah. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh will always be like a huge part of my life, and you know, if for whatever reason, you know, Farfa ends up becoming like the next XQC or something. Hey, uh, brother, remember I'll, me. Remember, yeah. please, if, if, if for some reason that ever happens, you know, of course I'll remember all of you. Um, but I think Yu-Gi-Oh is still gonna be a part of a part of my content. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to check in on like, you know, here's a new Master Duel set. Here's like maybe like a new Duel Links like box or something. You know, I, I checked in for BA with Duel Links, for example, after previously prior when BA came out like 10 months ago or something. I mm -hmm. checked in on, I, ch I checked that out after not playing it for like half a year. Yu-Gi-Oh is just, it's, I, you can't, you don't quit this game. Right, yeah. you don't quit this game. You really don't. You always find it's, a way to come back. It's part of your. It's part of your legacy. So it's part. Of, yeah, it's part of your life. It's whichever point. Even if you try to quit, like you will always try. I don't know. You you see a video on YouTube talking about Yu-Gi-Oh, you're gonna watch. But uh, I like, think that's uh, the, the funny yeah. thing is I'm probably gonna look at the ban list like for the rest of my life. Like, I, a year <laughs> from now, if I, if I like somehow quit, yeah. I'm probably still gonna be checking in. Like, okay, what's going on with the ban list? Like, yeah. what go ahead? Did they did they bring back Lavavo Chain? You know, three years oh. from now, like I'm 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 gonna be. Checking Checking this shit out. Like, yeah, I can't wait. You're gonna I, be playing I, I like can, some I can imagine Farfa at 70 that bed and uh, it's on Father, are you okay? And Farfa <laughs> will be like, is the bandit out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, when I'm on my deathbed, I'll still be looking for the uh August 2022 ban list. Oh my Tell god. Tell me if Konami out the bandit. Dude, this is one for the history books. I, I feel like this has to be the longest we've ever waited for a ban list. Like this is definitely one for the the history books. Like if there's a historian, historian, 
in the future that likes or maybe if like it makes Yu-Gi-Oh content, he definitely could like go back and be like, bro, this has been a a hell of a journey. So the the thing is, right? I mean, I I have the spreadsheet here. If you're if you're wondering, uh, okay. the longest wait for a, a ban list was the uh, December 2020 ban list. If Jeez. if you're curious. Uh, uh, sorry, no, the January one was uh, 99 uh, days for the uh, the banning of Firewall. Sorry, the 2018 one. Okay. Um, but the thing is, like, the difference is that they had a no sooner than date, right? Mm. Like, it was no sooner than January 2018, but it was revealed, like, uh, almost 100 days after. So, so it's that's like... A meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's crazy. But the thing is, like, we don't have a no sooner than date, right? Because technically, we don't have, like a number to say, oh, it's X number. We've been waiting for X number of time because there is no date. So how do you, Gage. how do you count from, a, from a point in time that doesn't exist? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It's art. It's art. It's, art. it's definitely art. Yeah, so Farfa, before we uh, head out uh, soon, uh, do you have any, do you have any parting advice? You, Because you, I was watching MBT's stream yesterday and he was giving a lot of really good advice to like, you know, rising YouTubers, people who want to get into the content creation scene. Um, and you know, for people listening, I know this is a different type of goo, but I need this. I, I want I, I, far, I want you to share a piece of goo for people listening. If they wanted to get into the content creation scene, what what would you recommend? What advice would you give? Um, the number one advice I would give is that first of all, ask yourself if you want to do content creation, because a lot of people don't recognize and understand that this is what has become a job like no other. You have to ask yourself, like, okay, do you want to become a firefighter? Do you want to become a politician? Uh, a lot of people would say no. So mm -hmm. it's the same thing, like with the content creation. Is that something you really want to do? Like, do you want to sit in front of a camera? Do you want to like, you know, entertain people? For a lot of people, that's no. So that's step one. Actually ask yourself, is this something you even want to do in the first place? Once you've asked that question, you have to recognize and understand that this is a very, very saturated market. I think to really break out in 2022, you have to bring something so unique and special. Uh, it's a little bit easier in, 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 in niche games like Yu-Gi-Oh, of course. People don't understand, and you know, there's some discourse going around, going on around Twitter about it and saying like, oh, you know, so many of these content creators just survived because they've been here forever. Mm -hmm. And to an extent, a lot of that is true, <clears throat> but a lot of us are still relevant now because we have something like that is special about us, right? Yeah. You know, there's, there's been plenty of, uh, just to use an example, there's been plenty of top amazing content creators, uh, sorry, top players with like amazing credentials but they don't stream anymore and yeah. they don't make youtube in, uh, videos anymore but they used to like two years ago three years ago they tried it it didn't work out the numbers weren't there but some people still survived you know shout outs to josh schmidt he's been killing it recently you Josh guys have been, been uh, yeah yeah you guys have been doing really well and it's like why because I... you have something special to offer right and that's like good high quality competitive uh, tcg content while also not having the charisma of a fucking wet sock right so <laughs> yo <laughs> that that's that's important you know jesus um, okay so you have to have something that's good about it. like what are you offering like what do you if, if you're gonna make content i offer what, the goo what is special about you yeah <laughs> like you offer the goo but you also you know it's it's not like watching paint dry yeah right <laughs> watching paint dry yo pack farfa did you hear the the, the conspiracy about sock sockfish no, sockfish. Sockfish? What is a sockfish? A robot in your sock that moves your piece on the chest. No. I oh, is this it. the chest drama? Yeah. No, oh. I didn't look into this. Well, were people using devices to teach them, uh, to tell them what play to make? Yeah. Oh, that's oh. insane. Oh, I need to look exists. into that. Sockfish is actually, actually exists. So if you are a, a wet sock, but in the chess game, I think you can do well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're so random. <laughs> I have to check that drama out tomorrow. That sounds crazy. I didn't realize it was like cheating allegations. Bro, That's so I mean, funny. Dude, like, I, no, I don't even think is, you want to hear about it. Maybe put, bro, people are putting stuff uh, up their freaking ass, bro. Like, to freaking move <laughs> chess pieces. Imagine oh, people do that for Yu-Gi-Oh. Imagine. Like, hey, yo, activate Max C. Like, <laughs> chain Ash, vibrate. <laughs> like, huh? I got some uh I got some Yu-Gi-Oh cheating stories for another day. Another okay. day. There's and, uh, uh, yeah. old Yu-Gi-Oh was the Wild West, man. It was it was Yo, what's the, line? what's the line? What's the line? <laughs> <laughs> and you start shaking like crazy. <laughs> that sounds insane. 
but yo but yeah, content creation man like you, you have to have something good you know yeah. like be be like if you're gonna be good at the game like be good at the game but also like be like you know good to watch like you guys you know if you want to if you want to be funny if you want to be entertaining with the content then you know do it in a way that doesn't also just copy someone else's series right like oh yeah, my god yeah. the number of people that try have that have tried to start a new youtube channel and just like done progression series 2.0 is like that's, that's <laughs> no, not gonna work i was actually know? analyzing series because i did a huge mistake because i tried to start you know the wisest thingy to recreate the replays and i called them part one part two part three and part four and i was discussing with pack i was like why my content the first episode was good but then episode two three and four were not good why and he said first of all you have the fucking same thumbnail on every fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That makes sense. That actually yeah. makes sense. Second of all, it's the fucking title. Like your title doesn't make like doesn't make any sense because you are calling it why is Niagara do it yourself edition? But part one, part two, and part three, uh, but you are not putting any effort. Why you didn't put in the fourth video, for example, Jesse Cotton could have won this game? You know, like yeah. something that someone would engage to watch. Like and that's that's actually a very big thing. It was a big mistake, in my opinion, that I did, for example, in my videos on YouTube. Like, I mean, we live, we live and we learn as creators. Yeah, we live and we learn. Yeah, my thumbnail was wrong. My title was wrong. And I, I should I should learn more about my mistake. And that's what everyone should do. Like Farfa suggested, you should always improve yourself by watching also other content creators, what they are doing, but not copying them. You know? Pip yeah. the goo. <laughs> it's, it's hard. Like It's like, imagine having to like create um, a new deck in Yu-Gi-Oh! But you're not allowed to net deck like at all like that's, it's hard <laughs> like, you have to it's literally tough. come up with your own combo yourself yeah. like how are you gonna do that like Bro, i got something yeah. in the worst though just you wait <laughs> <laughs> I, I could sit and talk here for an hour about the kind of things involved thumbnails titling this is still stuff i'm learning i mean even now today like i make videos some some of them are absolute flops because mm -hmm. i didn't thumbnail and title correctly some simple My brother, like please, that, let's do you know? a coaching session for uh, youtube stuff because I'm <laughs> like i'm no, actually no, down, man. we're down we're down yeah no, for sure let's go but yeah My bro you uh, said okay i'm gonna literally call you <laughs> yeah like, you no, should have said that i'm we can organize this for sure <laughs> yeah no that us i'm not joking i'm actually <laughs> saying no if it's no because i'm it's, saying yeah, yes are you not listening uh man all right well look farfa thanks for coming on guys huge shout to farfa if you're listening in on Spotify or YouTube, he shouts to um, him for coming on. You can check out, bro, I'm sure you already know who he is, but if you somehow don't, you can check him out in the description box um, and check out his streams early in the morning every day. Uh, like, I believe from like 9 East uh, to like 2 p.m. Um, Eastern. 9 but... Eastern is when I start Twitch, yeah. yeah. So that's twitch.tv forward slash MBT Yu-Gi-Oh. That's where <laughs> you can find me. Check me out. White. 3 p.m. for Europeans. My boys, you already know where to pick the...